If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of After 9. Today is Thursday, the 6th of January. It is the one-year anniversary of the U.S. Capitol riots. That was a year ago, huh? It's funny, actually, because I'm, I'm thinking back a year. And at the time, when I was going through social media, people were laughing. They were like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at this guy dressed up like a fucking raccoon or whatever yeah. it was, carrying the speaker's podium under his arm. Like, Toodaloo, gift shop is closed, so I'll just take this with me. It was one of those deals. It wasn't until later on that people really started to realize, holy shit, that just happened. And like, people, Americans attacked their own capital. People died. That's yeah. the thing I kind of forgot about, the fact that people actually died. Like, how scary would it have been to be working there, to be there in that scenario of like, holy shit, and you know you got to get out. You gotta like, get out. You know, there's scarier circumstances. I understand this, but that was one of the ones that must have just that was a that would have blown your mind if you worked there. It's insane. Before I play the prime minister from yesterday, uh, while we're talking about U.S. politics, this has a lot of relevance to Canadian American voters are likely to view people with opposing political views as hostile. rather than merely disagreeing with them. It is a CBS poll. They released a survey over the weekend in advance of the anniversary of the Capitol riots, and they say there is heavy political discourse in America. More than four in 10 Democrats, that's Joe Biden's party, see Republicans as the enemy. And if they win, they feel the Republicans will, and I quote, your life or your entire way of life will be threatened if the Republicans win. That's how hardcore of hate that the left has against the right. I don't know if it's, if it's because we have more, more options here, even though we all know for the most part it's liberal versus conservative. But they are very, it's very black and white there. You're either this and that's it or the other way. Whereas here I do find that we are a, a lot more fluid. You know, I, I could I don't consider myself a liberal or a conservative, you know, and I feel like that gen, that tends to be the case, generally speaking, here as opposed to there. There, you are one way or the other. You, you It's not like, oh, I, I do agree with this, this and that, but I don't agree with that a little bit when it comes to the No, you're one way or the other. It seems very much so. Whereas here I can be like, what this person says is fucking dumb. What that person says is dumb. I find myself, you know, agreeing in part with that person, but not all the way there. It is very very divisive absolutely where it's like if you believe that fuck you the number is higher for republicans nearly half of respondents 48 percent, believe democrats threaten their way of life however a positive aspect is that the majority of both groups say they view each other as merely political opponents and that if they win 
you just won't get the policies that you like. Democrats were slightly more likely than Republicans to take that view, with 57% saying that they are not the enemy, but they don't like them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, you know what? It's just gotten too fractured. It's gotten too crazy. And there's too many parties that no longer stick to their own principles. Mm -hmm. Typically, a very right-leaning policy was you want low taxes, small government, a government that's tough on crime and manages the money properly. Those are the traditional conservative values. On the left, they were a little more, uh, what's the word for it? Well, they were a little more left. They believed typically in um, uh, more social programs, bigger government, that sort of thing. And that's fine. Whichever way you happen to lean on that is totally up to you. But the lines are really, really blurring and people are taking it personal. And part of the reason that people are taking it so personal that the divide is as worse as it's ever been. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Did you hear what that guy said yesterday? Yeah, let's hear it again. Justin Trudeau yeah. talking about people who have made the legal, perfectly legal choice to not get vaccinated for whatever reason. Yesterday, our prime minister, in charge of uniting us, set out to divide again. First of all, we do have to recognize that the vast majority of Canadians have stepped up, have been there. Uh, to get themselves vaccinated, to protect their loved ones, <clears throat> to protect frontline health workers. Uh, and that is uh, significant. We're amongst the, the, the top countries in the world uh, in terms of citizens uh, stepping forward to do the right thing. <clears throat> so it's not just about governments uh, and health workers uh, frustrated uh, that there are uh, Canadians who still continue uh, to choose to not get vaccinated. It's fellow Canadians as well. When people are seeing uh, cancer treatments uh, and elective surgeries put off uh, because beds are filled with people who chose not to get vaccinated. Fuck off. They're frustrated. When people see that we're in uh, lockdowns or serious public health restrictions right now because um, the risk posed to all of us by unvaccinated people. Fuck off. People get angry. And we have put forward many, many different measures to encourage, to reassure, to incentivize, to educate, to cajole, to remind people that it's never too late to do the right thing. That was our prime minister stoking the division even further. Just going all in. Uh, In an interview right before the holidays, he, I believe it was a French interview. He was doing it in Quebec. And he said that those who are not vaccinated tend to be misogynists. They tend to be racists, that sort of thing. Justin, either this is exactly what you want to create a controversy, to create a showdown, to get people fired up to the point where something drastic happens. Or... You're completely out of touch. Completely. But I'm going to tell you where things stand right now, Justin. I'm going to tell you where they stand right now. There was a lot of people who made the choice to get vaccinated, and that's fine. I'm one of them. I got my shot, and then I got my second shot. I'm vaccinated. But then... Where's your booster, motherfucker? Well, this is the the booster problem. It's because they really want to get boosters into arms, 
And like I said before the holidays, just wait. Because by the middle of January, you'll probably be able to get a walk-in at the places that say they don't have any appointments until the end of February. You probably will. Because the initial demand was huge. Yeah. But then the demand died down. If we got to 90% with two shots, I'm curious to see where we end up on a percentage-wise with three shots. Because there's a lot of people just like me that are seeing people like you go way, 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 way beyond over the top to try and force people to get a shot. And they're thinking, well, why is this so important to him? Especially when we know what we know about the vaccines. And, in, and I can tell you what we know today. As of yesterday, there were 288 people in the ICU, in the intensive care unit. 86 of them are fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You cannot seriously blame what's going on right now in the unvaxxed. You can't do it. That variant, Justin, came to Canada on an airplane. That's your department. You're in charge of the skies. It came here on a plane in someone that was fully vaccinated. And we know that because you must be fully vaccinated to come here. How did it circulate so widely? Everyone in restaurants and in theaters and in gyms and in all those indoor settings was fully vaccinated. And when people hear stuff like that, they have questions. Rather than answering those questions and saying, okay, well, here's why that happened. Here's the deal with the vaxes. You just want to shame again regular good people, good taxpaying Canadians that have concerns. They just want their concerns addressed or at least to hear like they're to feel like they're being heard. And you take a divisive turn like that. It's not right, Justin. That's not your job. Go ahead and promote the vaccines all you want. But you cannot do shit like that because it fuels distrust in government. And right now, I don't think the distrust could get any higher than it is. And you're part of the problem, Mr. Trudeau. You are a big part of the problem. I don't even know if like vaccines have. Yeah, I don't even know if vaccines would even make a difference at this point based on those numbers and what we're seeing um, everywhere is that this this spreads. But that brings me back to then why all the closures anyway? You know, I don't know. Why are we locked down? Why? And how does he feel about that? I mean, he lives in Ontario. Sure he does. Yeah, he's a citizen of Doug, isn't he? So what, you know, where does he stand on that? How does he feel about being locked down? Does he feel like that's the right move? Well, he won't say. And he, (laughs) you know, I have a feeling that a lot of Justin's talking gets done through back channels or maybe even directly to the premiers or the premier's health advisors. And I don't know how much influence Justin has. I don't know if Doug can say, yeah, yeah, we're going to keep the schools open and no lockdowns. We're good. We're 90% fully vaccinated. One of the top countries in the world. It would be an embarrassment to go into lockdown now. It would be catastrophic for the vaccine effort if we restricted all those fully vaxxed and boosted people from doing things. That would be a disaster. Does Justin come in and say, mm, sorry, fucker, you're shutting down? Because we know he isn't doing that publicly. He doesn't say much at all about that sort of thing because he wants Doug Ford to wear this. Of course he does. He's not going to step into that unless Doug did something outrageous that everybody was against, which, by the way, at this point, it seems like that's the case. Everybody's against it. Everybody's against it. Then I would step in. That might be a good move for Trudeau, if you think about it. Just be like, yeah, I, I don't know why he did that. I feel like we could probably have figured this out. Maybe that would get some points for you, my friend. Justin likes lockdowns just as much as Doug does. Maybe. They're cut from well, the same cloth. Then where's the f- money? Where's the support this time around? I'm hearing from a lot of people who work in businesses that, by the way, oh, the two, three weeks that this is going to be taking place. We all know that's bullshit. It won't be two or three weeks. Right. So where's where's your, your announcement on that? What are you working on to make sure that these people are going to be supported and able to pay their 
rent, for example, those who won't qualify for EI as it is right now. It's ridiculous. The amount of businesses that can't qualify for the supports, the amount of people that can't qualify for EI, the slowness to get this going. It's very, very, very disheartening because it seems like our leaders do not care that there are parents homeschooling and trying to do their own job that so many tens of thousands of people have been put out of their job. It's like Justin doesn't care. And we know Doug doesn't care. Doug does not care about you in the slightest. But let's hear a little bit of how the prime minister began his address yesterday. This is actually kind of funny. See if you can figure out what the prime minister yesterday was trying to say. Okay. Let's be honest. This isn't how anyone wanted to be starting at 2022. Uh, I can understand uh, that people are frustrated. Uh, people are tired. People had a uh, holiday season that was less festive uh, for most people across the country. Uh, than they would have liked. Um, we're closing in on two years of this pandemic, uh, and there have been moments of more intensity and moments of less. Uh, but I think everyone was hoping that we would be. This fucking guy is so far down the rabbit hole. He just does his typical bullshit where he just says words and hopes that it all sounds like it makes sense. And he, <laughs> I think he's trying to figure out how to get back on track with whatever point he was trying to make. Into a much better place right now. And yet here we find ourselves again in many parts of the country in lockdowns uh, with public health rules. Uh, with school back virtually, and I can tell you as a parent, I'm very aware that the kids are back in school virtually. Um, mm-hmm. And I can understand that people are frustrated. Oh, I, uh, can you? I can't, 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 but I, I also know that we know how to get fucking through going. this. I don't, I don't buy it. No. Like, and, and There's it's no not, empathy. And it's not just Justin, by the way. It's not just Justin. It is Doug, too. It is a lot of these political figureheads that are talking out of their ass because it's so easy for them to do when your your own personal experience and what surrounds you matter and to him it's like oh yeah oh no i can tell you as a parent it's hard i'm sorry are you fucking doing it all day he's not doing you're a not damn doing thing. shit nope who's actually helping your children right now what are your people that help you it's the assistant to sophie's assistant you know doug doug's kids are too like, he doesn't fucking sympathize he doesn't know live a day in the life and you tell me if what your measures are that the measures that you put in place that are in place right now are, are really not going to impact people in a really negative way later on down the line you live that day to day and then you come back at me and you tell me like, oh, I know, I know. You don't know shit. Nope. You don't know shit. Doug made up an imaginary kid that apparently lives two blocks yeah, from him and claimed the- he was in the backyard and took him for dinner. I wish Arthur would go kick him right in the fucking nuts. That's what I wish. <laughs> come on, Arthur. So, I mean, there's a couple of different things going on right now. When it comes to the boosters, U.S. health officials say they are not changing the definition of being fully vaccinated against COVID. They are advising everyone to get a booster shot when they're eligible. But this decision that fully vaxxed is your two shots means that the federal vaccine mandates in America for travel or employment do not require a booster. There are some people calling for, well, we got to change the definition of fully vaxxed. 
There's three shots now. If you haven't had three, you're not fully vaxxed. You can't get on an airplane. You can't get on a train. There's people who want to try and push that insanity right yeah, now, I've too. I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Are they budging on that? America's not. America's like, okay. yeah, we got enough problems down here. We got enough vaccine-hesitant people down here. The last thing we need right now is to make it mandatory that you have to have three. I'm pretty confident Canada's going to try this shit. And it's really up to you guys. It really is. Has any country, by the way, sorry to cut you off, but has any country done that yet? Not that I'm aware of. Even the hardcore ones, like the New Zealands and whatnot, nobody's been like three or you're out? No, not that I'm aware of. I I really don't know. I haven't heard of it either. Because that's misinformation that's definitely spreading. And I'm seeing that a lot, and there's a lot of it. But I'm seeing that in particular. Oh, you know, if you don't have three, you can't get into here and there and the next place. Who told you that? Where are you hearing? Where Where is this coming from? That has never been announced. Uh, that and, uh, oh, you know, kids have to have the shot. They have to have the shot to come back into school next. Like whatever that is, whether it's two weeks from now. That's not true. That's not true either. But these are the kind of lies and misinformation that come out and they further fuel vaccine hesitancy. Like I said at the beginning, I'm fully vaxxed. I got two shots. I have not booked a booster appointment and I will not book a booster appointment until something changes. I'm not opposed to getting that third shot, but frankly, I believed Doug when Doug said, get your shot. This is our way out of this. Vaccines are our way out of this. And right now I have no more rights than someone who's completely unvaxxed. I don't love the vaccine idea in the sense that when they pit people against other people, when they take those passports and say, ha you got your passport, way to go, and then kick the person who doesn't have one right down the stairs, that's wrong, and it's un-Canadian. When you, did, if you listen back to Justin Trudeau's speech, a part of it that you just played, when he mentioned all the ways that we've been trying to get you guys to get vaxxed, one of the words he used that made me really uncomfortable was incentive. Yep. We've created this and we've done that. Incentives. Incentives. Is that what you mean? Like two shots or you can't dine out, that's an incentive to get it. Right. It's like I a treat. Like, like that's, Good dog. Good yes, dog. Yes, that made me a little uncomfortable. I understand all the other things medically, absolutely. It's probably helped with our um, ICU numbers, particularly with the Delta variant. You know, some people may have caught it since, whatever. That I can buy. I can buy all the things you said. But when you throw a word like incentive, I don't like that. I think there's a lot of people out there, more than will admit it that are like me in the sense that they got their two, they did their part, but they're really not sure about this third one. And part of the thing that makes me encouraged about the third shot is exactly what America did. And our politicians cannot seem to get it through their head. They've got a one-track mind. They're going to hammer the shit out of us over these vaccines. Get your third shot. Get your third shot. And sometimes I wonder, wow, they are really hell bent on getting these third shots into people. What is going on? Especially when we know there's going to be a fourth after that. They're already giving fourth shots to some people. But when I hear America, it won't be required. We recommend it because it does give you added protection, but it's not required. We just need you to get your two vaccines, and that's good enough protection. That'll help. When I hear that, I think, oh, Okay, well, maybe this isn't some big grand scheme or plan to get us to put as much mRNA in us as possible. And and I think to myself, that's good. That's a government that's just going to back off. They've beat the shit out of us for a year and a half. They're going to back off a little bit. And for now, everything is good. We can calm down and catch our breath. Trudeau and that Doug Ford constantly hammering this, get vaccinated or you're fucked. You're going to die. You're killing our hospitals, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. 
that's not helping and it's making a lot of other people turned off too. You guys should just back off a little bit and let people do it. Let people make a decision for their health, not because they're feeling forced into it by Justin Trudeau. Sure, but keep in mind the for now really is a for now. A lot of medical scientists believe that this is just going to be like a flu and COVID will be with us for a long, long time. And what do we do when flu season arrives? Get your flu shot, guys. It's going to be the exact same thing. I almost want to go away with calling it a booster because, yes, it is strange that we're getting it within like three to six months of the shots. That that makes me go, what? Is that normal? Is that okay? Some people are getting four shots in a year. Some people will get four shots in a year. Now, that does seem extreme, but I have a feeling it will eventually balance out. It's going to be a COVID slash flu shot, maybe eventually, right? Once they figure that out, even though it's two separate things, right? But they may eventually figure that out where you go for your flu and your COVID shot and maybe it does become a yearly thing once they manage it. I, I almost want them to stray away from the booster thing because people just assume it's just they're being powered up like Super Mario Brothers. Like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shot to keep those strains and these mutations away. That's the way you really have to see it. You can't think of it as, well, they want to get us again with this shit. They want to get us again with this shit. It really is to stop these mutations so at least we can get it under control to the point where... A new COVID strain is out. Yep, but it's mild. Don't worry, guys, because we all had our shots already and everything is kept pretty mild. It's all under the bar like the flu. Some years, flus have been terrible in the past. Other other years, they've been mild. But either way, if you get your flu shot, you're likely to be covered unless it mutates a little bit. That is normal. COVID will be that. This is a new version of the flu that we have to deal with on top of the flu. So I, I like to think less of the booster shot being a booster to that one I already had and a booster and a booster. Eventually, it will be commonplace, guys. It will. But hopefully, it changes to yearly. Fuck, even twice a year. Uh, Maybe. That's a maybe, but for the next couple of years. But it will eventually be a yearly shot. Congratulations to the American health officials. I I, I really do think you guys did a good thing yesterday. It is a for now, though. Just keep it. It is a for now. I don't know that they can go any further. They're, like we just said at the beginning, so polarized down there, and they've made it a left versus right issue because that's what the left likes to do. They like to make it a left versus right issue. And and they're going to shame you into trying to get it. America's going to back off that, even if it's just for now. They also, there's a lot more that are not interested there, Scott. It's a lot different there than it is here, and you know that. Mm-hmm. You know that there's a lot less people taking it, not willing to. And I'll give you a good example. There's, a, there's so many people, in fact, that when we are attempting to work with people in the states here in Canada that have to be here, they're allowed in. They're exempt because you have no choice. You need those people. You need those people from the states that have been working with your company. Like, I'll give you an exact example that someone I know is working on a project right now. They have people from the states coming in to do it. There are so few people vaccinated that they actually had to get okayed from the government for these people to come in and work because there's that many people not willing to get it there. It is a different place. You can't compare apples to oranges because it really is different there. Well, I think they did a lot by not requiring it to actually encourage boosting. Take the, the pressure off. Take this government shit off and let people stop and have a sober second thought about it. I did when I heard America's not doing that. That didn't make me think, oh, fucking right. I definitely don't need to get it now. It made me feel like, huh, I can come up for air a little bit because I feel like I'm being beat over the head with this and that's not helping everybody. That is not the right approach. If you guys truly do want people to get a third shot and you believe in your heart of hearts that it's perfectly safe to do so, then back the fuck off. Yeah, let people think for themselves. I totally agree with you. You just have to keep in mind what that might mean. And and. 
Dave, our friend Dave, who may or may not be on the podcast tomorrow. I'm not sure. It's up to HR. He, he, he did catch COVID. For those that missed that news, he um, he will be out of isolation. I believe as of today, he's out of isolation. It's a matter of if he feels okay or not. But he told me, and he will, I'll let him speak for himself, but basically he feels as though if he didn't have those shots, and I'm not talking about the booster because I don't even know if he's had his booster, but he didn't have those shots. He feels it would probably have been worse. You have to think of those things on your own. You have to figure that out for yourself. Right. And, and, and decide your own risk and decide, tolerance. And decide your own risk. You're absolutely, like, I, I totally agree with you there. And hopefully we're not going to be one of those places that says third or it doesn't count. Uh, I, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful that's not that's not going to happen, but who knows? I mean, nothing surprises me. He's double vaxxed. He's definitely had it. That's pretty good protection. If he gets the booster too, uh, hey, that's up to him. And he'll make his decision for him. I made mine for mine. And there's two reasons because I feel like they're just way too intense on this shit. I need a, uh, I need some time away from fucking Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau trying to shame the shit out of me for not getting a booster yet. I need some time where they back off. And frankly, this is a perfect time to back off and get all those nurses out of the vax clinics and into the hospital because it seems like it's turning into a problem here. So there's that. The second thing is I do not agree with vax passports. I don't. I, I think it's just been an evil, awful thing. And I think that the more people who have that third shot, the easier it is for the government to make it compulsory. And I'm not opposed to getting it, but... I definitely need to see a little less government interest in this. And that may seem counterintuitive to them, but it really is the way that some people need to be dealt with, including myself. Stop beating the shit out of me over this. Get rid of those passports. The whole uh, do it for the people you love narrative is out the window. It's spreading amongst vaccinated people. So I don't know that they can continue going with that. If it really is just do it for your own safety so that if you do get sick, you're not going to end up in the hospital. I do believe there is some truth to that. I I really do. And that makes me kind of want to get it. But you guys have got to stop. And Justin Trudeau, the hate and divide that you keep fueling and you have done it at every opportunity. Think back to the election in the summer and how divisive he was about this. You got to back off, dude. You really do promote the vaccines, make the clinics accessible. But you don't need to do this shit because now it's going way over the top. And not only are you pitting Canadians against their government, you're committing, uh, you're, you are pitting Canadians against other Canadians, friends, neighbors, family members. And it's not right because they don't have all the information from your little soundbite. See, and I feel like the best, the best way that they could encourage others to get it is let the people who've got it speak to the people around them. That's, that's a great that's way to do happens. it. That's what happens. That's what happens. Don't yep. don't you tell me, you know, Doug, Justin, even Christine, whatever, whoever. Don't tell me, but I can hear it from people around me that they have. And hey, I got the third shot. I feel good. Or hey, I thank God I got this booster because I found out this person that I know had it, and for some reason I'm testing negative. This is good news. I think the booster works. Those things work above someone you basically don't know, <laughs> who pretends that you know them, but they you don't know them. trying to force you into doing it, basically. More than seven in 10 people in this country would not vote for Justin Trudeau if an election were held today. They wouldn't. Who are we voting for, though? Oh, I don't know. But that's the problem. Okay, that's we already had an election and that same shit was said. And look where we are. That's not true. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. With a, if it came from a poll, I especially don't believe that. But I don't believe that in, in any sense. Well, it's actually from the ultimate poll. It's from the election. Seven in ten Canadians did not vote for Justin Trudeau. 
And I think it's wrong for him to assume that he's the fucking poster boy for vaccines in this country. Uh, See yourself out of this conversation, Justin. Kat's absolutely right. Uh, let's have those conversations with our friends and neighbors and, and you get to stay out of it without the pressure, the constant, relentless pressure. Just stay out of it for a little while and see how effective that is because I have a feeling Kat's absolutely right that that's going to Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply work but there's one more thing that the crime minister talked about yesterday Did you say crime minister oh it was a freudian slip it was a freudian slip yes, it was. uh he did talk about that sunwing flight though the oh, one that went down guys. to mexico guys have you seen this shit you Most know what people have by now right i don't know who any of these fucking people are but every one of them is obnoxious well, actually, all the ones in the video are obnoxious, yes. and apparently the, it was a full plane, but you only saw a couple of people acting out, and the rest of them, they claim, were not doing anything wrong. Some of them say they were sleeping when this shit happened. Okay. How do you, how do you sleep through that, by the way? Whatever pill you took, I'd like to know. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Prime Minister was asked about it yesterday, and here's what he had to say about that Sunwing flight. I think, like, all Canadians who've seen those videos, um, I'm extremely frustrated. Um, We know how hard people have worked to keep themselves safe, to limit their their family gatherings at Christmas time, to wear masks, to get vaccinated, to do all the right things. And it's a slap in the face to see people putting themselves, putting their fellow citizens, putting uh, airline workers at risk. By being completely irresponsible. I can assure you that this is a, a, a situation that Transport Canada takes extremely seriously, mm-hmm. and we are definitely mm-hmm. following up on that. I believe Transport yeah. Canada takes it seriously because they look like trash right now. I do believe that. I think I, there's going to be yeah. fucking heads rolling over this. Yeah, I do believe that. So, following this ordeal on board and once it was posted, nobody, not one airline, has stepped up to say, it's okay. We'll take you home. No. Uh, Sunwing said, fuck that. You're not coming back on our plane because of the way you acted on the way down here. Air Transat said, for the safety of our crew and passengers, we won't be bringing you back. And Air Canada said the same thing. They're fucked. I think they have to drive back from Mexico. Well, and some of them have caught it. There's one person, at least oh, one person no. there. That's in Mexico now wondering, how am I going to get home? And I, I don't know how I'm going to pay for an extra week of a hotel because they fucking caught it down there. I don't know what you do in that scenario. Did they wonder how they caught it? 
<laughs> or did they just have to look at the video and remember how they caught it? Oh, when I shared that bottle of Grey Goose with 20 other people on an airplane, maybe that's how I caught it. And you know what? Like COVID stuff aside, if we had seen images of people partying like that, I don't know, maybe we would have just been like, that's, you know, that's too bad. But the stories about more so about the crew being scared in no circumstance should an airline crew ever be afraid to do their job? Nope. Not one single circumstance. I'm sure silly things happen and it's lighthearted. You know, someone got a little too carried away, a little drunk or, you know, what, dancing in the aisles. Okay, guys, come on. Like, I know you're excited for your trip, whatever. Pre-COVID, maybe there was a little, little more low-key. This was pretty extreme. The people that were partying were partying hard. They were in and out of seats and aisles and... Like you said, passing around a bottle of Grey Goose to the point where some crew members were so uncomfortable, they hid for the rest of the flight. Nope, I'm not going up there. I'm not even going near there. Nope. But I've seen flight attendants say, what's happening on this plane right now is not okay. They come on the speaker and they say, hey, listen, you either go back to your seat, put your mask on and shut the fuck up, or we'll be landing at the closest airport and you can deal with U.S. Customs. And U.S. police. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened where nobody, I don't know, what. maybe someone did try to make an announcement. I mean, we really can't tell. I don't know if they made that official or said anything about it. But what I do know is based on that video, it was extremely loud. People were playing music on, on their speakers and shit like that. Maybe they couldn't even hear the announcement if there was one. That's possible. This was a charter flight. Maybe they didn't speak French. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this was a group that chartered a flight. And I think there's a misunderstanding here. I've been on those charter flights where it's just your group. I've gone down to the Caribbean with Dave and a number of different people over the years. Oh, we've heard the story. And listeners, and and we had a charter. And kind of like what you saw in the video, I was allowed to go on that little phone that makes the announcements. And I was talking it up and mm-hmm. hyping up the party. And hey, you don't have to wait till you get to Porta Plata. Let's fucking party right now. Like, I've done that. And never to the extent that these fuckers did it, but I have, and I can see how that would happen sometimes. But you still have to follow the rules. Sure. Lighting a fucking cigarette or smoking a vape on an airplane, you can't do that under any circumstances at all. It's just the way it is. You can't do it. Period. The end. These people went nuts, but I think they thought, and I'm not trying to justify their behavior, but I think they thought when they chartered the plane, it was their plane. If I charter, and anybody can charter a plane, by the way, I'm in the market a fair anyone bit. Anyone with money. Well, Any, anyone who has money to, to spare for that. Wheels, wheels Up is a great example. This is a service where you can just go on the app and you can request a plane in the same way you request an Uber. If you want to, you know what? I want to go out to Halifax and have some lobster tonight. You, you can just charter a plane and within a couple hours, you can be wheels up heading to Halifax. That's why they call it that. And when you charter that... There's some rules you got to follow, but there's a lot of rules you don't have to follow from commercial airlines. Sure. You want to drink uh, as much as you want? Go ahead. You want to bring your dog? No problem they at all. They look the other way a lot with sure these they do. flights. Yeah. I mean, uh, can you take off your seatbelt and just walk around the cabin? Yeah. They'll usually let you get away with stuff like that. There's some basic things that you can do when you charter a plane through a private company. In this case, they chartered a plane, but it's a federally... Well, all of them are federally regulated, Mm -hmm. but it's a a federal carrier. They are a national airline, and you broke just about every rule there. So I'm not really surprised that the airlines don't want to bring them back, but it does leave an interesting dilemma. They're now literally at the other end of the continent. 
How do they get back? Because that's at least a four-day drive. My question is, and it's hard to tell because it's very Quebec-centric, this whole thing, which is why you probably, maybe you saw some names and went, no idea. Maybe you live in Quebec? I don't know how many Quebec listeners we have. Not a ton. Okay, good. Because when you live in Quebec, it's, you know, it's a bubble of things. Maybe you probably, you know that reality, by the way, they have reality shows there and stuff like that that we've never heard of here in Ontario. Right. Never heard of. And that's what some of these people are, aside from the influencers, which maybe you follow on social media, maybe you don't. I've never, I didn't recognize one fucking name. But here's my question is, when they get back, however means that is, maybe they, I don't know, they do find someone to drive, willing to drive them or rent them a car. I'm not even sure if that, at this point if they can. Will it impact whatever the fuck it is they do for a living? Will uh, they see any repercussions when they return? Well, there a lot of them seem to have been very humbled by this. You know, they really? posted it. Th- well, I mean, they're now stuck in a foreign country and they are not getting support from the government because they embarrassed the government and made the airlines look like idiots. So I wouldn't want them on my plane either, to be perfectly honest. The federal government, why would they help them after they just broke so many federal yeah. laws? Yep, and you have to set a precedent when something like this happens too, right? You, you, you have to make sure it's perfectly well known to all Canadians that this is not okay and this is not Canadian. And we will not have any of it. So you have to do something. Absolutely. They do have to do something. And I'm sure there will be repercussions and they might even have to make a deal. Okay, We'll fly you fuckers back, but here's the deal. You're going to stay in your seat. You're going to keep your mask on. There will be no booze served on this flight. There will be no vaping of any kind. You're going to follow the rules to the letter of the law. And when we get back, we're not going to pull up to the regular terminal. We're going to pull up to the infield terminal. And the police are going to come on and start doing some investigation right here. Mm -hmm. Because this was a Canadian or flight that originated in Canada. And maybe they should know that, yeah, okay, fine. We'll bring you back. And you're going to pay for your flights. But as soon as you get back, you have to deal with what you did. So I hope you had a great time in Cancun because the party is over. Yeah. The other thing I do want to mention, and let me see if I can cue it back up again, because I did think it was a little ironic. And just to summarize this last little bit on the prime minister here. Worked to keep themselves safe, to limit their their family gatherings at Christmas time, to wear masks, to get vaccinated, to do all the right things. And it's a slap in the face. I'm glad he feels like it was a slap in the face because I would like to point out that for over a year now, Justin Trudeau has been globetrotting on the prime minister's plane full of media He has been posing with world leaders and celebrities and so many other people in so many settings. Uh, Google Justin Trudeau at the Climate Summit in Scotland. The first image that's going to come up is him behind the bar with like 15 other people and not a one of them is wearing a mask. The prime minister has been flying nonstop. And you know what? On the prime minister's plane, it's a different kind of plane disagree with like what you're where you're trying to go here you're trying to say that you can compare this situation and you can't how can you not what's first the difference? of all that what the the summit in scotland everybody was tested if you're talking just covid reasons is that why are you just saying just based he, on masks and covid and shit like that the prime minister says it is a slap in the face to see them partying like that unmasked and breaking rules the prime minister is partied Unmasked. What he what he did wasn't illegal, though. What they did on the flight could be considered illegal and against federal regulation. What he did was not against federal regulation. He is telling people to follow. Am I right? Public- Am I wrong? You are wrong. How is it? How is what he did not not right? Where he was at the time with the testing and everything else, it was all in the right. The prime minister. Oh, well, all these people were tested. 
Make no mistake about it. The people that went to Cancun on that flight were all fully tested. They all tested negative and they're all fully vaxxed. Same as the prime minister. They were all tested and all fully vaxxed. So the prime minister, the hypocrisy here is he goes out and does all these things that send that message to Canadians that, haha, I'm out here partying, not wearing a mask. These people did it and he shits all over them. He called it a slap in the face. The perception is that it's rules for thee and rules for me. And the prime minister calling out other people for walking around unmasked, drinking, partying, that sort of thing. That's what he did. There are so many pictures from the last year of the prime minister with different people. And he's not following any of the distance guidelines. He's not following the masking rules. He is not following any of those things. And what actually happens on the plane? Nobody talks about what happens on the prime minister's plane. Nobody does because you won't get invited back on the plane. That's kind of part of the deal of being the prime minister, though. You get your own plane and what happens on it stays on it. This became public knowledge because this is... Federal, like, of course, it's going to go, it's going to spread like wildfire. So you have to say that. What's he going to say? Like, ah, it's all good. You know, I've done that shit too. He doesn't, he hasn't done it to that extent that said. Yes, of course, it's for photo opportunity. We all know he does photo ops. That's what he's known for. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It's not like he's vaping and passing it on to other people right now. It's not the same. The influencers, though, would make that same argument. The prime minister does photo ops. Influencers do Instagram and TikTok videos. They don't give a shit about being a part of Canada at all, from what I can tell. So they probably will say something like that. Are you saying they should require asylum in Mexico? There you go, guys. You know what? Influence away down there. Go for it. There's a lot. The weather's nicer. You can be in your bikinis or whatever the fuck you want to do. Just do it. (laughs) Uh, Quickly here, because I... Fuck, we end up out of time all the time. Uber is in the news. That snowstorm they had down in America, there was so many people that got stuck on that I-95 between Virginia and Washington. Some people claim they were there for 24 hours stuck in the snowstorm. One guy was in an Mm, Uber. That sucks, man. Uber billed him $600 because of how long it took. He was stuck for like six, seven hours in the storm before he could get out of the traffic jam. And Uber will bill you. If the trip takes longer than they expected, you get charged a surcharge. 600 bucks. So the question is, if you're in an Uber and forget regular traffic, we've all been in traffic. If you're trying to take an Uber from, say, the 401 and the 427 to the 401 and the 404, that trip could take you 20 minutes or it could take you two hours. You never know because it all depends on traffic. I think we understand that. But what happens if it's a snowstorm like that and the road just grinds to a halt? Should you pay that extra? Because he thinks Uber should refund his money. I agree. I agree with him that Uber should probably refund your money. That's not. That's out of your control. Those are ex- those are also extenuating circumstances. It's very rare that something like that would happen. But when it does, you hope that you're going to be covered. And Uber would say, okay, you know what? Definitely don't put it on the driver. Hell no. Not, not entirely their fault either. Although I don't know the circumstance in terms of, did he not know there was a traffic situation? Did it happen while they were driving in the moment? That can happen, I understand. But don't put it on the driver and don't put it on the passenger. You can make it go away. You've got money. You can make it go away. Just pay the damn bill. Just pay the damn bill and go away. I kind of feel for the driver in that sense. He was probably hoping to pick up a whole bunch of fares that are 25, 30 bucks each and and ended up with one guy for like nine hours. That's what I mean. Compensate the driver. Take the hit on the money. Don't make the passenger pay it. Give the money directly to that driver. It's not the first or the last snowstorm we're going to get, though. And I'm wondering if that sets a dangerous precedent. Like, yeah, it's going to be this much. 
But if there's a snowstorm and it takes X longer, we'll cover yeah. the difference. It, I don't know if they want to go down that road. That's a shitty spot to be in, too, because if you're in a traffic jam, for example, you could be like, fuck it, I'm getting out of this Uber right now when I'm walking to the next exit. Uh-huh. When a snowstorm, not as easy to do that. No. You can't just get out. You'll probably get lost. You could probably die on your way to try to seek shelter. It's a different scenario. Last thing, you get diamond earrings for Christmas. Ah, your husband must love you. He got diamond earrings. Wait, he got you two sets of diamond earrings. This is incredible. And you love diamonds. But here's the trick. One of those is a set of diamond earrings. The other one, and they look identical, are not diamonds. One of them was worth 40 bucks. The other one was worth substantially more. Guy gave both sets of diamond earrings to his wife for Christmas. I'll return the one that you don't want. Pick which one you want. But he wouldn't tell her which ones were the real diamonds and which ones were the fakes. Is that a dilemma? Is this a fun game that we can play That's for future gift-giving occasions? I feel like there's got to be way more to this story. I, you know what? I kind of got the impression, and I'm just I- interpreting from reading between the lines, yeah. that this is a girl who likes her jewelry. Yeah, maybe. And maybe the point of this here is you can't fucking tell if they're real or fake unless you've got a microscope. So it's only you that's going to know. And if they look the same, why wouldn't you wear the $40 pair instead of the $1,500 pair? Yeah. I think was his point. Yeah. So he made her choose. Oh, yeah? You like diamonds so much? Pick. You got to go by the ones I think that look the best, or are you going to try and low-key guess which ones are the real diamonds? You really have to care so much to really look into it and try to figure out which one's which. I think you should just give it a glance. Hey, you know what? Thank you, thank you first of all, for this lovely gift. Yep. Um, I like those. I guess return those. Fine. It should be no problem. Okay, but if you return the diamonds, I mean, right now you've got diamond earrings but you don't know if it's the ones on the left or the ones on the right. Yeah. If you lose those diamond earrings and end up with something that's really worth nothing, is that frustrating? I think too, like this is my problem is I think way too deep on this. So, so I'm thinking if, if, if my husband approached me with, with that kind of a deal, I'd be like, wow, do I have a problem? I need to look internally and see what, what, what's my problem. Why is, why is this, why does this need to be brought up to the point where I have to pick or choose? Like, that's what I'd ask. I think this chick has a problem, is what I think. I think that she thinks that she needs to have the best diamonds and you got to buy me the best thing. That's what I'm taking from it. And I think she needs to take a look at herself and go, am I asking too much? Do I have too much jewelry? Is his point, maybe you have too much jewelry, you shouldn't spend that much on jewelry or I shouldn't be spending that much on your jewelry or whatever. And he's trying to prove a point. Regardless of what the scenario is, this dude is trying to prove a point. For what reason? Okay, maybe, and you're entirely right. I did get the impression that she's either a shopaholic or she's a jewelryaholic. So maybe that was it. Or maybe this was a matter of practicality. I bought you diamond earrings for Christmas, but you didn't want them, so I took them back. Here's your $40 pair. Maybe this is a roll the dice. I got a 50-50 chance at saving 1500 bucks here. Maybe it was something like that. Or maybe he just wanted to add an element of fun. Maybe he wasn't trying to prove a point at all. Maybe this was just because it would put her in a really interesting position. But why would you want, you got to ask yourself, why would you want to do that to your significant other? Fun? I don't know. Everybody likes to fuck with their partner at some point over something. I, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that. I would be so proud of my girlfriend if she picked the cheaper pair. If she said, you know what? I don't know which one's the fake and which one's the real, but I'd like you to return the real ones, keep the money, and I'll take these because those are just good enough for me. I'd be so fucking happy. Return them both. I didn't ask for fucking earrings, you piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs>
Uh, in the end, by the way, because I'm sure you're wondering which one she picked. She picked the fake ones. Maybe she needed to be proven a point, though. That probably proves a point. Mm-hmm. I wonder how she reacted. Does it say how she reacted when she realized? Or found uh, it, out? it was a long TikTok. I didn't feel like watching yeah. the whole thing. Gotcha. No, I, I, I ended up reading the summary. Okay. No, I understand. I uh, Yeah, I wonder if she learned a very valuable lesson for herself in doing that. Mm-hmm. And I hope we could all learn a very valuable lesson. Do you really need it? You know, she could flip this back on him. There's a lot of ways that this could have gone in reverse. Sure. I'll, I'll use a generalization. Maybe he's a golf fan. Okay, well, why don't you go and wrap that brand new tailor-made driver and then go out and get yourself one of the shitty versions in the cheap bin at Golf Town and wrap that one up too. Go ahead and pick which driver you want, fucker. If you pick the wrong one, I'm taking the good one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy how this could happen, but maybe this is diabolical. I kind of like this for gift-giving occasions. You could have this or you could have this. It's your choice. Choose your own present. You could really do it for anything, couldn't you? Except for those brand name, unmistakable things. Right. I mean, if you're looking at a PS5 and you're looking at a, what's a fucking knockoff? I don't know. Is there even one? We. (laughs) There's two game consoles here. a shitty tablet or something like that. One of them's a PS5. You know. But uh, for other, I, I suppose if you wanted to have fun with something like that, I feel like that'd be fun to do when, if your partner does have expensive taste in anything, scotch, let's, yep. let's throw scotch out there. Scotch is a great example. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a bottle. You let me know and you do a taste test or something like that. You know, you can't return the bottle. It's not like you can return it after you open it unless you're really smart about it. But you know, like would they be able to really tell? Maybe it's a good way to learn a lesson. Hmm. I don't know. You could do that with any type of alcohol. Blind taste test. We're going to return the one that you didn't like. You could be returning a shitty $20 yeah. bottle of Johnny Red, or you could be returning yeah. a real expensive bottle to, like Talskers or something. You can even make a deal. You never get to buy that again. Like, hey, you know, you're buying a you know $400 bottle monthly, let's say. You could cut back on that. Let's do a taste test. I need to know that you know what you're actually drinking and the differences. I kind of, gift giving has become very obligatory for me. Oh, fuck. All right. It's the, it's a birthday. It's Christmas. It's Valentine's Day. Right. Here's your gift. We're all expected to do it. If we could add a little fun twist into it like this, I kind of like that a lot. All right. You should give it a try. I'm going to start with the kids. Start with the kids. Yeah, Here you go. Socks and underwear in one box and in the other box <laughs> is a PS5. You can't shake it. Nope. That's cheating. You choose which box you want and I'll return the other. You should do that. It actually is my son's birthday in a few weeks. Oh, well, there's an idea. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of After 9. Dave may or may not be here tomorrow. We truly don't know, and I don't even know if he knows. It depends how quickly the clearances and such come down. If he is here, though, you're going to hear a firsthand account of somebody who's recently recovered from COVID and had a real tough go of it. Real bad. Real bad. He... uh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess long COVID on this one. think so, eh? I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. There was a lot wrong with him to begin with, though, <laughs> so. <laughs> I feel like he's been sick for months. Months. <laughs> oh, we tease because we love. I am hoping he's well enough to come back. That'd I hope be, so, too. That would be great. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. The CDC has announced that after you isolate for five days with COVID, you should take a rapid test if you have access to one. You can read more about it in this month's issue of Unhelpful Advice magazine. <clears throat> As if we're not dealing with enough, the U.S. just reported its first case of flurona. 
combination of the flu and coronavirus. The Americans are so stressed they started smoking methahuana. The bizarre new claim from North Korea. The government now claims that the father of leader Kim Jong-un invented the burrito. That's right, North Korea says Kim Jong-il invented the burrito and Kim Jong-un created the enchilada. That's interesting. <laughs> the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.